Recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to PH Dam. <laughs> Sorry, I, we haven't done this in so long. I know. Right. <laughs> That's why the energy is not correct. Okay. Okay. Can you vibe? <clears throat> Bring your A game. So, welcome to PH Dam, the podcast for damned PhD students, those who wish to become damned PhD students, and those who are married damned PhD students. So not us, we should go. <laughs> you said not and, not or. No, That's true, I said and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. So it is also for us. Yeah. Um, it's for everyone. We want to be damn PhD students. Yeah, so. who are single. We're miss. Very. We're not misses. Are you very single? Okay. No. No, no. Pragya is basically in a relationship. Shut up. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> but, um... Welcome back, everyone. That. Or should welcome should we welcome ourselves back? Should yeah, welcome back. And this is officially season two. Should we call it season two? What? Yeah, it's season two of the podcast. Technically, yeah, it's season two. So should I it's upload it as a season, season two? Yes, you should. Okay. We should do that. Was season one, and now we're in season two. Right. We're going like with academic years, so this is season two. Although technically, oh. you're in your second year, and we're in our first. No, I'm True. still in my first year. No. Until October. Sure. No. But I mean, you've passed like yeah. the end of first year, yeah. like assessment, you know? Yeah. It doesn't matter. Whereas like, she's we're passed, just... She's passed here. in life. She's passed in her assessment. <laughs> we're just single and we haven't passed anything. Speak for myself because <laughs> you're not single. <laughs> anyway. I guess not single, guys. Anyway. Okay. Um, so yeah, don't call her phone. I know. Stop blowing up her DMs. <laughs> okay. Yeah, there's so many. Except if you're a man in India, she's coming to you soon. Oh so my maybe. god. I would never. Okay, if you're a woman in India. No, Probably. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What are we talking about? Wait, wait, we have to do the disclaimer of we haven't been here for so long. Yes, um, we haven't been here for so long. Nostalgia. This is the first episode we've recorded since April? I can't even. Oh my I god, really? Know. Was it April or no. May? Oh my god! It's been so long. So even that mental health episode that we did that you had listened a couple to weeks ago, yeah. that was recorded back then. Mm. We're different people now. Some Very. of us are married. Yeah, you know, like oh my god. So <laughs> just yeah. yeah, just want to let you guys know that. Should we do a mental health check first? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll go first because I'm here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. Guys, my bowels have just been <laughs> against me for like since Friday, to be honest. So today is the first meal I've had that has stayed inside my body for digestion. I know, but I have to tell people my authentic truth. Okay. And <laughs> I respect it. And so I actually feel very good because I've done no work. Confirmation review is soon. For sooner for Pragya than me, oh my mm-hmm. God. but you you can get into that. Um, and I have done nothing towards it, I guess so far. I refuse to read my work. I'm very in that position where like 
Why would I read my work? I'm better than that. I've I'm grown since I submitted it. Um that's I yeah, my mental health ties into my physical health mm. and my PhD. Mm. And that's it. Oh no, it's actually quite good as well because I've done like nothing to do with my PhD and I've just been having fun. Yeah. So I think like so I think that's why my mental health is good. Like, I've been in London for most of August. Mm. I went to Cyprus. We'll talk about that later, which mm. was very nice. And, um, yeah, apart from this bowel movement thing, <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm doing okay, I guess. Okay. Prague is cooked for me. I haven't opened it because I want to see what it is. It's very, like, sick people's food, but... Pretending not to be. But then if there's dal, is there dal? It is, yeah. Oh my god. But it's like the rice fiber. and dal together. Like the fiber. And then there is like crisps, <laughs> like papadums. But uh, that's so that you don't feel like you're eating sick people's food. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. That's so nice of you. Thank you. It is very nice of her. Yeah. I am scared of the fiber because, you know, Just, fiber. Yeah. But like, <laughs> there are some peas. Oh my god, that's more fiber. <laughs> <laughs> you better eat food. I know. Like, yeah. I had egg today. And watermelon. Wow, you had egg? Sense. I know. I had a scrambled egg and toast. Okay, scrambled eggs makes more sense because I could never imagine eating it like a fried oh. egg oh, no, no, no. when I have stomach yeah. pain. Like I it just like, sounds weird. I don't know. Yeah. It's the only thing that I had that okay. I could like make mm-hmm. that was like quick. So I was okay. like, okay, well, I'll have mm. scram- scrambled egg and toast. Nice. And it stayed. It's still there. Amazing. Nice. Thank you. Amazing. If we ever need to pause this episode. Yeah. But <laughs> this cat, nice. you know, what Mesa had to run to the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> it's sad because it's true. <laughs> it's okay. It might happen. Okay. It's all I'm in done. nature. I'm done. I'm Pragya, done. you? I am, uh, I am feeling good. Uh, I'm better, so much better than before. Um, but then I've had major realizations about myself, uh, that I'm that person who basically works six months so hard and then takes a holiday so hard, like <laughs> nothing in proper proportion. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I didn't go for a holiday in my first, um, six or seven months of this year and I worked on so much and I saw my mental health, like going down the drain etc did nothing about it and then then I took this holiday and it was perfect but it was also intense like mm-hmm. in the last oh, few days I was just like I really need to go back to my home yeah. and I need to be on my bed and look at the ceiling and not meet, anything. <laughs> yeah meet nobody mm-hmm. and like and I think this weekend was uh one of the that's why I was feeling mm-hmm. so like I needed that time and uh, and Marissa would know, but like after the holidays, I was thrown into this meeting conference sort of a thing, and we made an entire deal out of it. We went yeah. for drinking and like we got so drunk, so drunk at a conference. 
Yeah. Like, I'm so confused. My supervisor bought me like a white rum and coke. Yeah. Her supervisor bought all of us. Yeah. And got us drunk. (laughs) I don't know. I feel, I felt like I needed this holiday. Lara's wedding was obviously a very good excuse to give me that sort of time Mm -hmm. away. Because I don't know if I would have taken it. I would be like, okay, maybe I should work a bit more till my confirmation review. And then take a holiday. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. So it was like a really good pause because submissions... Uh, for the confirmation review was too intense and yeah. I just I I was in this routine uh, of like working so hard but now I feel like I'm so much better I feel like more human mm. and happy and today it's raining so much yes it's so nice it's not and both of you it. might yeah hate it but unfortunately <laughs> this is for the first time ever that I'm saying this but I kind of wanted cool down a bit yeah not that i understand i just didn't want it to rain as much as it's raining True. today True. Yeah. like yeah. i got so wet going to the uni and it just ruined my mood mm. since the morning and i was mm. like i really i don't mm. do not want to do anything or I deal with this because i'm socks. wet thank you i forgot to say that. Um, um, they are sort of dry now but, but I like, thank you anyway cyprus was so hot it was and then <laughs> bulgaria was so hot mm. and then i went to italy and it was so hot like everything was so hot yeah and then i came back to england <laughs> And it I was, was like, so hot. It was so hot. And I was like, <laughs> maybe finally I will get some like cool on my skin. But it was yeah. so Manchester. Oh my god. It was like twenty nine degrees Celsius the day I came back. Yeah. And I was like, what what is happening? I can't deal with this. So, so today is actually not that bad for me. But yeah, anyway, wrapping up. I'm I'm good. How are you, Laura? I'm I thought that I would rest. But then I finished with all my confirmation review bullshit like at some point late July. And then I was like, okay, now I'll go to Cyprus. So I left for Cyprus at the start of August. And the idea is that I wouldn't do a lot of PhD work and it would be mostly something between uh, resting and wedding planning until the wedding. And it was actually quite stressful. And I had some days that I did nothing, that I just went to the beach. But it's not like I really had holidays. Mm. and then I got really tired and it was a lot of things it was a lot of people coming and going and different people and everyone coming in different times and having to meet everyone and then the wedding which was a lot of fun but it was also a lot of things to do Mm. and I think I still haven't recovered and now I need to actually start working and I really can't get into the mood of I need to sit in front of a computer because I just basically want to sleep Mm -hmm. and take Mm -hmm. a holiday after my supposed holiday which did not happen Um, but yeah I think I'm okay I just need some time to get back into the mood yeah Mm -hmm. and I think you still have your presentation so you have something that is really close that Mm -hmm. you need to get done yeah so you don't allow yourself like I you cannot really just not do anything Mm -hmm. for some time but I I'm I'm done with that so now I'm a bit like it's a bit more open of what I need to do next so I'm just not doing anything (laughs) what do you need to do next my ethics application and start field work that so, yeah, your ethics application is part of your confirmation review, yeah, but ours yeah. is not. So I need to finish okay. it and do my risk assessment and then start field work. Okay. Right. Which I need to do, like, as fast as possible. But, yeah. like, it's not like I have a deadline. Are you Never. going any- You're not going anywhere. I am, but not now. Like, later, okay. like, in June or something. Oh, okay. And so I will be, June like... June next year. Yeah. Oh. Because my 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 research methods is like in three phases, and the mm-hmm. first two phases are 
the first is completely online and the second one mm-hmm. is in Sheffield. So people will be coming oh, to Sheffield and then in the okay. third phase I go somewhere. Okay. Right. So it, it goes kind of in stages and just the last stage is not here. Okay, that's amazing. Mm, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I guess we're talking about the wedding. The wedding. Yes. The wedding. I'm, I'm thinking about how we would pose this um, episode. Damn, Lara's marriage. Damn, it's a life update. I don't know. Damn. I mean, my I'm a wedding was not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. No. Like everyone has been asking me since I returned if I'm changing my surname, and I'm like, no. Like, why would you even ask me that? That's what. It's, it's like not, what? I don't know. It's why? Not, yeah. Why would I change my surname? For me, right? Okay, sure. Feminism. Yeah. But like my problem. <laughs> sure, feminism. <laughs> my problem with it, with changing your surname, uh-huh. is not the feminism of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean partly, but it's the practicality of changing your name. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much? Like, what goes into changing your name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you need to do applications. You need to change your passport. Your yeah. You change everything. With your bank accounts. You change. You have to pay so much money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to do it so many different places. Mm-hmm. So many. Like, it's so ridiculous. So true. Mm-hmm. That, like, by the time you're finished, mm-hmm. you could have, like, I don't know, put a down payment on a house or something. Mm-hmm. And you spent it changing your name. Like, it makes no sense to me. Like, it's never that deep. Like, maybe ceremonially, if you wanted to. I don't know. But, right. like, like cere- like people who you know on the street might know you as Mrs. Whatever. If you wanted to change your name. What is Jagoba's uh, surname? Roman. Roman. Oh, wait, we should mm-hmm. say Okay. That's okay, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, if you want to change your name, like, sure, ceremonially. That. But, like... <laughs> Also, I think it's quite common that academics don't change their surnames. That makes sense. Because, I mean, not like I have published much and it will get lost. <laughs> but generally, you don't yeah. change your surname because people know you by a surname yeah, and right. your publications are by a certain surname. And then if you change your surname, right. it means that you have to change all of that as well mm-hmm. or somehow find a way to link mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think instead of me describing my wedding, which is a bit, uh, ridiculous or maybe boring maybe you should start saying things and then uh, ask me questions and I will chim in and, and answer your questions or correct what you're talking about Okay, this because is I be expect why? it's going to be hard there's no? so many things to talk about my thing. but like how? like how do we get, how do we get in there? Yeah. Like... I don't know how did you find Cyprus before the wedding? So you came to Cyprus some days before, right? Yes. Yes. So, so be honest. <laughs> no, but can we just say, before yes. all of this, uh-huh. that I think that people have to acknowledge that it was just you and Jehovah doing the Everything. entire thing. Yes. Which is, for me... Insane. Absolutely. Like, it was a PhD in itself. Yes. <laughs> because, maybe that's why we're talking about it, because it was a whole project on itself. <laughs> because because I've never seen the bride and the groom back in India basically do everything for the wedding. I've always... Mm. And, like, in India especially, like, people just get involved. Um, the two families yeah. are just, like, they have to get involved. It's like an entire In Cyprus, usually two. Right. But I think the fact that you could both do it so well it was just like I could never I don't oh know God. every wedding that like I have seen being planned in my family mm. it's very like the woman 
does most of it. Oh, but like um, the woman's fat. Well, they've all been destination weddings, so they've never gotten married in the UK. So like. No, oh, but it's no. just like our because family the UK is, is expensive. Sorry, that is well. It's cheaper, yeah. and our families are in all different places. So then yeah. it's like, where do it we makes go? Sense. That's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so like for my sister's wedding, for instance, she planned the majority of it, but it was in Florida. My grandma was living there, so mm-hmm. she did. Like my grandma did like the cake tasting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my grandma also planned a separate event mm-hmm. that like kept the wedding going on, basically, mm-hmm. but. And for my mum's wedding, yeah, my mum planned most of it, but also my grandma did a lot of the planning too. Because again, she lived closer to the wedding. So, yeah, but it's very much like the woman and the woman's family take on the responsibility of planning the wedding. Mm-hmm. And the man's just there. Yeah, you know, we don't do gender roles very much yeah. in my relationship. Yes. Definitely. <laughs> like, yes. there is some things in our relationship, I would say, that are very gender role mm-hmm. but it's not because of gender roles. It's because what we like to do. Mm-hmm. Like, like cooking. Yes, like I really like cooking and I always yeah. cook. Yeah. And then Yangoba buys me cooking stuff for my birthday or something. But it's <laughs> not because I'm a woman. It's just because I love cooking, right? Yeah. And and he'll do a lot of the cleaning as well. And in general, we we don't have that. I mean, there is still some things, obviously, but we don't have that stark division mm-hmm. of mm. you are doing this and you are doing this because mm-hmm. your gender is w- w- what it, what you are supposed to do, basically. <laughs> so it made sense, but also I I don't get it. Like why? I mean, I mm-hmm. understand that the bride is like the main main thing of the day usually, mm-hmm. and a lot of for things sure. are for the bride. Mm-hmm. But it's two people getting married, and sure. it should be a collaboration it's like a party to celebrate your love and your friendship and all the people around you that you love a lot and your family and the people that love you and everyone being together and having Mm. fun right that's true that's what a wedding should be sure but it is what it is usually the bride is the one that would will take care of everything and not joking mm-hmm. i did most things mm. <laughs> like i know that it, but in a different way so because i'm a planner right yeah yeah <laughs> so this is my personality type right <laughs> so even as part of my job before i started doing a phd i was part of a lot of planning of exhibitions workshops seminars events and things like that so have some experience in planning things like that and like, you know, having to print different material and invite people and do catering and do this and do schedules. So I already have some experience in that. Mm-hmm. And I also enjoy it very much. So I like doing it. And also the wedding was happening in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. So all the vendors were talking in Greek and you had to call them because most of them don't even do emails. Mm-hmm. So Yagoba couldn't do much in that sense. Yeah. He couldn't like start calling people to book things because people mm-hmm. would just not respond to him right uh Uh, so yeah i had to do a lot of it but it was always like a discussion and a collaboration i didn't decide on things on my own and then said that that's what we're doing that's not what happened Mm. in general we did a lot of things together but it was quite stressful and it was a whole project on its own you could see that from the wedding itself um maybe we'll post pictures of stuff Yes, let's post some pictures. Maybe this is because I need to post pictures of my wedding on Instagram and I'm really bad with social media. So maybe this is uh, like before we before we post the podcast, I need to post the wedding pictures. Yeah, that's like an excuse for myself. You know, I'm putting myself a deadline. But you can see in the wedding like how much I guess small details when you're trying to be like, 
for instance, the bridal party. Um, is that what we, that's what you call them, right? Like what? the main, the main people. You mean bridesmaids? Like when you have yes. bridesmaids, groomsmen. Yeah, okay. they call the bridal party. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm sorry. Like so well versed. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's okay. <laughs> But yeah, like Lara handmade fans for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what? Who does yeah. that? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? That was, that was, like, yeah. yeah. Like the fact that you did a tour the day before your wedding. Yeah. Oh my god. You think I would do a tour the day before my wedding? Never. Like if I did I mean, a tour we the day before my wedding, I would her. arrive the day after the wedding. We like, would. I was at least trying to tell her. Are you sure that you yeah. want to do this? Constantly talking to her. Are you sure? And I was like, because if I can't do it, I won't. But like, yeah, it was insanity. Yeah. It was okay. And the, like, there was at least a group dinner. of people. We had like two dinners basically. Yeah. Like one in like northern Cyprus and one in southern Cyprus yeah. Yeah. on that day. Yeah. Um, what else was there? So much. Even the fact that you had other fans, like just little disposable fans yeah. for everyone. Yeah, I was so never sad we forgot to bring yeah. those to the church into the dinner because we have so many left. Oh. Yeah, but whatever. We just forget things on the day, you know? Exactly. Like, it's what happens. Um, What else was that? Just, like, the color schemes of everything. That's true. Just, like, just very small. The Volkswagen, like... <sighs> <laughs> and then the things that we got, because... The um, magnet. The magnet. You know, we sweet. handmade all of those in Sheffield. Oh, really? But, yes, I remember you. Yes. Remember that time we went out with... Was it to drinks or something? I don't know. Whatever. And then, like, they really needed to go home. And they were like, oh. we need to go home. We have so much wedding stuff to do. It was that. Oh, I was looking okay. for it because I was like, I remember, like, they wouldn't say, tell me what it was. And yeah. they were like, you'll see on the wedding day. Yeah. So I was mm-hmm. like, what is it? It's either the handmade fans or yeah. it's the magnet. Yeah. Um, no, I made the fans literally two nights before the wedding at 11 p.m. Uh, with my mom and my mother-in-law both sitting on the wow. table and trying to paint fans. And they, they, I'm so sorry. I hope none of them, I don't think anyone is listening to this <laughs> of the two of them. But they were so both so bad. My mom gave up after she made a third of a fan. Oh I didn't God. even invite them to make a fan. We just had dinner. And then I was like, okay, I need to do this now because if I don't right. do it now, I'll never do it, right? And I was just painting fans and they were like, both like, ah, let's paint. <laughs> Oh my god, arts and crafts. Like, oh my god. <laughs> they are ruining my fans and wasting my time. <laughs> no, okay, so let's let's do a recap because n- no one is following us. Probably. Okay, so no. people arrived oh. to Cyprus. Yes. So, okay, I'm Cypriot, but I'm actually half Cypriot. My father is Austrian, was Austrian. He has passed away like a bunch of years ago. So, I myself have family that is not in Cyprus. And then Yagoba is Spanish, so obviously his family is not in Cyprus. So we had a lot of people coming from Austria, from Spain, and from here, from the UK, all of the friends, etc. And yeah, there was a lot of people coming to, to Cyprus. So everyone started coming in different time frames yeah. and having holidays in different parts of the country. <laughs> We so contributed was, so much to Cyprus tourism. Like, yes, yes, we just a wedding of eighty-five people contributed so much to Cyprus <laughs> tourism. I hope you had fun in Cyprus. So much. We did. So much. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, sorry. I didn't did know you? you wanted more. No, no. I'm just. I'm just. It was. It was too much. It was too much fun. For yeah, me. it was yeah. fun. Yeah. You've been to Cyprus before, right, I have. Marisa? Yeah. But it was very more different. For like, you know. <laughs> 
Just yeah. to Napa. I am fucking Napa, you know? Like, yeah. 19-year-old tourism. Yeah. Of British people in Cyprus. Exactly. Just getting drunk and ruining everything. Right. <laughs> Quite literally, like, on quad bikes, just being a menace. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. We didn't do any of that. No. no. We were very, like... Old people yeah. going to the beach, swimming a bit, so eating beaches. watermelon. <laughs> At some point, Anran went to sleep. It was oh, just, yeah, that's true. Anran slept on the beach. It um, was really, like, yeah, very wholesome. The watermelon None of the... was so good. I know, right, we said this so many times. Well, in our friend groups, we haven't said it on the podcast. On the podcast, so it's fine. But the watermelon was so good. Mm-hmm. Guys, like, I've been buying watermelon ever since. I can't even pretend. And it's bad, like, because In the UK, it's British yeah. watermelon. Right, but I'm buying it to relive the moment, and I can <laughs> never relive the moment. You have to come back Osman. to Cyprus. But it's Osman, like... But they it's do not watermelon. Yeah, it's not they as good. They do, like, good. a whole big, fat watermelon. Like, I don't have time for that. Where would okay. I carry it? Where would I, like... <laughs> The closest that you can come to Cyprus. I understand but like yeah and watermelon is like everywhere in Cyprus for yeah. no reason but also such and a good reason and the tomatoes so yeah so like yeah so we really enjoyed it yes but yeah. you enjoyed the watermelon the tomatoes the sun yes. and the beach that's yes. what Cyprus is about yeah. and the day before the wedding um, by the way I was running so much on that day mm-hmm. and then so many things happened and we lost these keys and whatever and we had this oh, tour yeah. that was gonna happen so all the people that came from other countries, they all came to Nicosia one day before the wedding because tourists are not in Nicosia in the summer. It's not a place that you do tourism in Cyprus because mm. it doesn't have the beach. So I wanted to walk everyone around and let them know a bit about the city and stuff like that. But it was so hectic. Mm-hmm. Really? Well, no. Then, yeah. oh, uh, no, I mean, it was hectic because... I, we were running up and down and then suddenly I needed to be in the tour in 10 minutes and I needed to shower and get dressed. Oh, the tour itself, but whether it was But the tour was very hectic. Really? Uh, did you see Amran? She was dying oh, that day. I mean, Listen, so was I, but Amran was just complaining louder. <laughs> no, I mean, it was really hot, so people were dying and also there was... I, did, I was supposed to plan it in my head of what mm-hmm. I was going to say, mm-hmm. but then I didn't do it because I thought I could and then I didn't yeah, think but, about anything. And then I had uh, itinerary in my mind and we just started walking and there were so many different people that talk different languages. Yes. And the plan was that one part of my Austrian family that talks English would be there. Right. So my plan in my head was that they would Which half translate to the other people that don't talk uh-huh. German, right? That don't talk English. Mm-hmm. But then those people didn't come because they <laughs> their flight was late or whatever. Um. And then suddenly I had a... <laughs> big part of the tour that was my Austrian family saw that. that almost didn't talk any English right the, those people knew the funny yes the funny uncle. people yes yeah those, they knew how to uh, that gang of those people yeah. they they yeah, Helmut they Helmut yes. yeah Helmut those people talk English right but the other people don't talk English right so I was like okay they'll, they'll translate but then they didn't come and then I was like okay I cannot be translating everything that I say in three languages like we, this will take five hours mm-hmm. and then at some point we were walking and one of my aunts comes to me and she was like can you maybe please say some of the things in German so we understand? Oh. And then I was like, okay, I will try. <laughs> so she was actually thinking you are the what? tour guy. Yeah. Yes, basically, I half was, right? You and were. then I started 
to try to translate some of the things that I said. Mm -hmm. But I have this problem with German. So I grew up basically talking three languages. Mm -hmm. So I talked uh, like Cypriot, Greek with my mom and at school and with everyone else around me. I exclusively talked German with my dad because he didn't talk Greek. Uh, so, no, because he just came to Cyprus when when I was a baby. Right. So my parents met in Austria and they came when I after I was born. Right. So he didn't know the language. At some point he, he learned, but mm-hmm. like I still talk German with him. And so he also talked German with my mom. Right. But then with everyone else he talked English mm-hmm. because he right. didn't talk the language. So then I also was very familiar with English since I was really young because like I don't know I just heard my dad talk it so I would talk it and I went to lessons from really young Mm. but after my father passed away I literally had no one that I would talk German to like in an like in an everyday basis and I still understand everything but when I need to talk it just needs some time to kick in you need to think like I need to think if I need to write like I can't write I I use like translates things because I'm like I can half write, but then I forget how the word is supposed to be declined or whatever. Like, it's just, I don't do it every day, so it's not Mm. in my head anymore. Mm. So in that moment, it was so hard to talk German. It was especially hard because I was talking English and I was in Cyprus, so I was like in Greek mode. Mm. And then half the people around me were talking Spanish and I would understand everything and suddenly Mm. have to translate from these different languages one to another. Mm -hmm. And my brain was so confused. Uh, and it was a bit hectic, but I think it was okay. Yeah, okay. Pragya understood you. Yeah, yeah. If Pragya understood me, it means German. that I wasn't talking German well <laughs> enough. <laughs> she was like, yeah, yeah. Like she was she nodding, was talking, she was smiling. She, okay, at she some was point, looking and like, yes. You, you, I don't know if you did say it in English, but mm-hmm, you were she talking did. about the she- sewage thing. Yes. And I heard it only in the German bit of okay. when he was saying. Okay. And I didn't hear it. And it was so interesting to me. <laughs> but you understood. It was because I was saying how the words in English. And then he was showing the, yes. the, the mm-hmm. signs and mm-hmm. everything. And it made sense. She did um, say it in English prior though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she really did. No idea. And then I was like, I was like, oh my God, when I started, I should have said something to bring people into the context. It was just such a mess in my brain. It's because, true. You did say yes. something in German that you never told us. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, <laughs> I, I mixed it all up and then I don't know what I said and what I didn't say, but it doesn't matter because I was not paid to do that. So uh, no, but it was a good tour. Yeah, yeah so and we fun. walked a lot around and you mm-hmm. saw the city that I've been talking to you about for so long. It's like two worlds. Yes, like, yeah. it's, crazy. it's crazy. And I know that people sometimes don't feel comfortable enough to do that on their own. That's yeah. why it was important for me to take you and bring you around and show you so you understand this thing. It was it was also good because I think it helps me understand your PhD a bit more mm-hmm. because um, I was going to recap people what mm-hmm. Lara's PhD was, but I don't want to butcher it, so okay. please do that. <laughs> but do it after. Or yeah, do it now. Whatever, no, it doesn't matter. Yeah, like, say what you're going to say and I will add on to that. But in terms of visualizing conflicts and having like a neutral space to be able to do that and seeing how you can have one place and two different types of people will completely interact with it in different ways. Especially mm-hmm. the hotel or the, the, the buffer zone ca- area. Ca- cafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a really interesting side, wasn't it? It was like interesting to see like, okay, we're in Northern Cyprus now, which is like so different. Like my phone network turned off and was like you're in Turkey now yeah. and like everything just completely changed but then you can cross Things a border so like you can literally just walk across the border and yeah. go now you're in southern Cyprus and you're in the EU yeah. and like 
my phone pings back on and yeah. it's like it's like hey welcome to Cyprus and it's like it's so different yeah and then there's like all these like you said there was that buffer zone there were all these bullet holes and like grenade holes and stuff in mm-hmm. windows and like but then you're like there's this neutral space where people actually come together in the first Mm -hmm. not intersectional that's not the word I was looking for but communal intersectional whatever communal pride Mm -hmm. was here and all that stuff and it's like okay I can see like why how you were inspired to do the PhD that Mm -hmm. you're doing Mm -hmm. because this whole thing is like the whole country is your PhD basically basically. yeah I think that's a common thing that a lot of Cypriots have especially ones that live in Cyprus and then go study abroad Mm. Uh, and especially people that are somehow in the arts or related fields or sociology and stuff like that, that are in the arts and humanities and sociology kind of realm, we are all not obsessed. Mm-hmm. But because this is something that you live in your everyday life mm. and it's so strong and it's so politicized and everything has such so many different layers behind it mm. of identity, of politics, of understanding, of how you talk and all of these things. Mm. There's a lot of Cypriots that leave Cyprus to go study abroad Mm -hmm. and most of their work and their projects has to do with something that has to do with conflict either in Cyprus or in other countries so this is a very common thing and people usually do not understand because people haven't seen that like they don't they don't they don't have the everyday experience of that especially except from some people that live in similar places or that have their I don't know uh, their parents have gone through similar things because it Mm -hmm. didn't just happen in Cyprus right but most people cannot understand that Mm -hmm. Mm. And I am like, I think I'm, I am the person I am because I lived there yeah. and because of the, the city and because of the things that, that I done and where I walked and how I grew up and all of this narrative that is behind it. So I was like, this is the only moment that so many people that I love will be in Cyprus and I have mm. the opportunity to walk with them around. And at some points I wish that it was less people because I know that if it was just you guys, we would have different conversations yeah. uh, that we didn't get to have. But whatever, now that you've seen it, we can have them in another moment. It's, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's a different thing. So I really wanted to do that. That's why this tour was important for me. Mm-hmm. I hope I prepared a bit more. But I think it was not just a tour. It was also like the whole wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how to explain this. First of all, everything was in the walled city of Nicosia, which is, um, it's... Basically, um, we have this circular Venetian walls mm-hmm. that were from the Venetian period, so 15,000, whatever. And it's the old part of the city that still remains as it was. So it's not really the city center because the proper mm-hmm. center of the city where all the shops are is a bit outside of the old city, right? Mm-hmm. But that's sort of the old town. Okay. Yeah. And that's a very important place for me because it's also the place that is divided in two. So if you see the, the circle on the map, you will see the line crossing in the middle, the buffer zone. Mm. So, uh, and it's it's a place that I really love to be in because of the architecture, because of the people that live there, because of the history and of everything is where I went to university. My uni was in the old city. Right. The office that I worked in was there. As a child growing up, like my grandmother used to go there to church and her hair salon was in the old city. So it's a, a place that I feel like I've never lived inside the old city myself, right. but it's like my neighborhood. Right. I don't know how to under, to explain that. And I think that's because my grandmother grew up what in a village that is now in the northern part of Cyprus right. that is occupied. Right. And still when they were living there, they used to come to school to Nicosia in the old city. Right. So... 
from when they were living in that village, their like main church and their main school and the shops that they went to were in the old city of Nicosia. Right. So then when they were basically refugees and had to move to the southern part of Cyprus, even if that they don't lived inside the old city, mm-hmm. uh, it was an extension of their neighborhood. It was, was mm-hmm. where they went to shop, where they went to go to the hairdressers, where they went to church, where they did all their things except living. So in right. a way, it's like my neighborhood. Mm. It's very close to yeah. where you live too. Like yes, yes. Very... To where my grandparents live is really close. Yeah, yes, like you not can far actually by. walk. Yes, I mean, if it's not 40 degrees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If it's not 40 degrees, it's <laughs> yeah, very basically. important. <laughs> so, like, in, in my, the back of my head, the theme of the wedding was always Old Nicosia. Right. A little bit. So both it was important for me to find both a church and a venue that was really close by and people could walk from the one to the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We didn't need buses to transfer people because a lot of people get married on the outskirts of the city mm-hmm. in this really beautiful big estate that have like mm-hmm. gardens and swimming pools and stuff like that. Right. But I, I was like, this is way too complicated. And mm-hmm. it's also not me yeah. because yeah. I am this, you know, Correct. this is what I am. Yeah. I want it to be here. So it's true to me. Mm-hmm. And with Yaoba, we also have a lot of stories and experiences of being together in the old city and a lot of fun things that we did. So it was important mm-hmm. for him as well. So that was like the first thing, like I needed to find something that was in the old city. Right. And I think that's where it all started from. And then also there is this thing now that is happening in Cyprus that I find really interesting. Mm -hmm. So a lot of traditions that for our parents' generation were a bit forgotten or left behind or put a bit to the side because ah, now we are like, we are European, we are in the Union now, Um. we are a bit more Western, we don't do these things that our parents used to do and our grandparents used to do before, right? Right. So all of these traditions went a bit on the the back, Mm -hmm. on the side. But there is this whole thing now in Cyprus that a lot of the young generation, and especially younger than us, so the Gen Zers basically, They are finding ways to revive all of these traditions mm. and to bring traditional mm. things back into their everyday life in a yeah. way. And I find that, find that very interesting. And I also find it really important in Cyprus because all of these things are what is actually common in both sides of Cyprus. Okay. So like we what? have all of so wedding traditions or traditional clothing that we wear or uh, things that we somehow maybe as we do it because of religion but they do the same thing in the north but it's not religious right or we we have the same traditional clothing we Mm -hmm. have same customs Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. things that we do like the way that weddings work are really similar Mm -hmm. without the religious aspect everything else is exactly the same right right and we have traditional songs that are in both languages and are sung commonly Mm -hmm. or have Mm -hmm. words from each other language Mm -hmm. in them And in a way, that was sort of forgotten with this identity crisis that we are Greek Cypriots and they are Turkish Cypriots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But actually, if you start looking at these things and at at the roots, they are exactly the same thing. They're just uh, divided by by this narrative. And the young people start going back at them and like looking at them and doing the things again as a way to bring back this common identity of you are Cypriot. And it doesn't matter which side of the island Mm -hmm. you live on. And Mm -hmm. we are basically others we have the same dna whatever so Mm. i can relate to this so much Mm -hmm. because like we have the same thing back in west bengal and like bangladesh because bangladesh is more like muslim Mm -hmm. and like west bengal has more hindus but we are both bengalis Mm -hmm. so we have like very common things which are not religious but 
are just common between these mm-hmm. two parts of the country. So, for example, our food is very similar. Uh, the kind of uh, spices that we use is very different from the mainland India, mainstream India that you get. Um, like you said, like mm-hmm. the songs that we relate to as Bengalis mm-hmm. are so different than the Bollywood that mm-hmm. you hear. And it's it's a very different space identity sort of thing, which mm-hmm. has been bordered out mm-hmm. because of colonialism. But mm-hmm. but like we still have these like we have something called a Bengali New Year. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's one of the biggest sort of celebrations that mm-hmm. Bengalis do. But mm-hmm. it's, it has nothing to do with religion. It's just mm-hmm. people just celebrated as a change of day in calendar mm-hmm. and that's it so totally relate to yeah one. it's it's very much the same thing and it's it's really interesting how the new generation i find are trying to bring these things back yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and i at some point when i was growing up i felt a bit i don't know how to say it but i felt a bit ashamed mm-hmm. of yeah. liking this traditional like ethnic stuff i like stuff or that my my grandmother used to do because it was not cool yeah mm. okay like it was not a th- like oh my god you're doing that like why <laughs> yeah. are you doing it that's like yeah. our grandma's <laughs> thing right yeah. uh, and it always felt really weird to me because i'm in a way very like like i'm i'm not a very conservative person or a very mm-hmm. traditional person mm-hmm. in terms of ideals and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i find a lot of uh, meaning in keeping these cultural aspects that come from our grandparents yeah. and from the generations before our life, yeah. especially now that I'm not in Cyprus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I think now it's starting to become cool and I find it really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm really happy it's starting to become cool again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that there is people that I know that feel the same way as me and I can identify with them and I can talk with them yeah. about our Cypriotness without like having to divide things between us, right? Yeah. So uh, in this traditional aspect, so this thing that we did, for example, the Alamada, that is a pre-wedding ceremony. Mm-hmm. My mother has not done that when she got married. Mm. And it's not a thing that anyone in her generation did. Mm. Okay, it just kind of stopped happening. Mm-hmm. But from people in my generation, like from all the weddings that I went, I didn't go to a single wedding that didn't have that. Right. And it's not just my mom. It's also like when we were in the wedding, in the hairdresser salon, and and I was doing my hair with my mom the day of the wedding. There was more ladies there, like my mom's age, mm-hmm. and they were all saying that they never did that, and that their kids wanted to do it, and they were like, "Why the hell do you want to do this?" Mm-hmm. Right? right. So it's a thing that kind of jipped, uh, sorry, skipped yeah. some generations. Mm. But now I was like, when I was planning the wedding, was I like, do I want to do this? And I was like, first of all, my grandmother would be really happy if I did it. And my mm. grandmother has passed away. And in, in a way, in the start, I did it as a sense, like for her memory, yeah. for to keep her, like like she's there, you know, yeah. like she's a part of this wedding. Because she would be really happy about all of that happening. Yeah. And then I realized that is actually a lot of fun. It is. It's, and yeah. I think it was one of the most fun parts of the wedding. Yes. It, right. Okay. Yeah. It is. So, right. Mm-hmm. This is what I was confused about. Yes. So before, like, I think, what is it, the day before the wedding or a couple days, like, I was talking to, I don't know who I was talking to, one of you guys, and I was like, I don't understand Mm -hmm. how Lara and Yagoba's wedding is going to work because, like, it's so traditional. Like, everything Mm -hmm. you said is, like, we're doing these traditional things, we're Mm -hmm. going to a church, we're doing, 
And I was like, but like Lauren, you're going to run us traditional people. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. what is... What is happening? Like, what, yeah. yeah. How will this look? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think it's going to be a bad wedding. I just don't understand. Like, I can't in my head visualize what it's mm-hmm. going to look like. Mm-hmm. But when you did the Alamata, mm-hmm. like there was... Oh, for context, there's a man with a... Two men. Mm-hmm. One with a lute and mm-hmm. one with a violin. Violin, yeah. And they sing while everyone sort of dresses you and gets to you. Mm-hmm. It's basically a preparation of the bride and groom in yeah. separate houses with their families and good friends. Mm-hmm. That is a way to f- first like prepare you to go to the wedding. So dress you up, put your perfume, your shoes, etc. Mm-hmm. And there's also a lot of rituals that are in a way to... I don't know, uh, prepare for the marriage or give the bride away, say goodbye, Mm -hmm. because basically you're changing families and all these very traditional ritualistic things because Cyprus is very ritualistic. Everything has a ritual attached to it. It's also very Christian, though. Yeah, I guess it's very Christian, but it's also very not Christian. But is it like... Patriarchal, because I. But that's Christian. (laughs) Was it though? But I don't think it was because Indian weddings are so patriarchal that everything is done to the woman, Mm -hmm. like like preparing her, preparing her, and for you know virginizing her or whatever. Like it's it's not exactly like that. Exactly, like I thought that the rituals were very like. So, but then we both. didn't understand the song. True. So. Uh, so, there, there is some, so this is one of a series of many rituals that normally happened a hundred years ago before a wedding. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like an Indian wedding that goes three, four days. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Mm-hmm. But we just don't do all of these things. Right. Like maybe if you go to a village, you do some more of them. But right. this is the one that kind of kept on and people do because it just right. makes sense before the wedding, right? Yeah. And usually the parents of uh, the two families organize this thing separately. Mm-hmm. So it's the one is organized by the one family and the, in the other house is organized by the other family. Mm-hmm. We, of course, organized basically meaning everything because we didn't really have people that would do that. And he's Spanish. So. Yeah, and, yeah, he's Spanish. They didn't know what was happening yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and we, it was a big discussion that we have, like if he should do that same whole ritual situation or not. Mm. And I was trying to convince him because knowing his family, I know that they would have fun. Yeah, and I was like, you should do they it. If it is fun, and then yeah. they had a lot of fun, they and I'm so, so happy about fun. it. Yes, yeah, but so like, that's what I was saying. So I was like, it's so traditional; it doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Like for Lauren Yagoba, and then like it happened. Mm-hmm. And like when he like when they were playing and like doing the song and everything, I was like, okay, this is okay, <laughs> it's fine. This is traditional, but it's like so you at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like of course you'll have a guy with a violin and another guy with a lute and they're singing and no one knows what they're singing mm-hmm. about and we're just dressing you and like spinning you around and stuff. Like it's so like do you know what I mean? It's I so do. them yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, sure, it's for the whole island, but it feels like it's something that you did by yourself. Like, I mean, regardless of whether it was a tradition. My family, as it stands right now, they if I didn't want this, no one would have done this for right. me or told mm, me to right. do it. My mom was like, why are you even doing right. this? Like, yeah, what are, my mom, right. what is like, what I'm supposed to do? Like, the, the, <laughs> she, <laughs> she went like to make her hair some days before the wedding. And the, the guy in the hair salon that I know, for we know, like, for 10 years, he's been, like, a hairdresser for, like, 10 years. He started telling her things that she's supposed to do on the day. 
and he made her really nervous. And oh, then no. she came home and she was very upset because she didn't know what to do. And she started mm. watching YouTube videos and rehearsing. Oh, so and I was cute. like, Mom, just chill out. It's okay. You're just, just going to have fun. No one will know what is happening it's or exactly. what you're supposed to do. Exactly. It doesn't matter. So funny. You had Nobody such an international yes international guests yes that no one would like even no but even like even the Cypriots didn't know no but there were like more international people than Cypriots so we were it was it would be very easy for you to do especially in the Alamada like later in the wedding there was actually more Cypriots Ah, like in the dinner right yeah but um, but in the Alamada it was just like more of and you could do anything you would start doing I don't know bring a monkey there I would we wouldn't know we wouldn't know we could just it's a ceremonial monkey (laughs) That's no, but like, saying. like it was just like it was so funny because like happening. they were singing and Everyone, then like every now and again they would stop to be like no you have to yes. yeah <laughs> you have to put that there and, and mm-hmm. then they'll go back to singing like oh no 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 like <laughs> yeah I think that I think the singers knew the, the singers most. knew everything no no like, but. The it's idea the is that the song says. Yes. So every verse of yes. the song says what is happening right now. Right. So yeah. the mom is coming now and mm-hmm. she will, um, I don't know, do this thing, right? Mm-hmm. So the song says every verse, mm-hmm. verse what is happening. Mm-hmm. So you have to listen to the song to know whose turn it is to go. But obviously, because no one knew what is happening or what the song will yeah. say next or who, what would happen, they have to stop and say, and that's quite common, actually. Right, yeah. Like if you go to a very traditional Cypriot family that they do this for all their five kids that are getting yeah. married they know exactly what is happening yeah. and it's more of a like ba 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 and yeah. we're just doing it right yeah. but they just like it was <laughs> it was so much fun I like I, they said it was some of the most fun they had right yes yeah. they and everyone yeah. was having fun yeah. the singers were having fun so our photographer and videographer were having so much yes. fun like yes. it's crazy how much fun they yes. were having and in the end they told them that they'd never been to a wedding like that um, yeah <laughs> It was, it was. <laughs> but your wedding was never going to be a wedding that other people that's have true. been to. Yes, yeah. and, and that was the whole point. That's why I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, but she's doing something traditional that everyone does. Like, it's, what do it you wasn't. Want, what do you think you should do? Like put a barbecue or something. I like, don't she know, does. but I was like, if you're going to make it <laughs> have uniquely a barbecue for a wedding. Yagoba, I don't know. Maybe she will propose to him. And then like, I, I have no idea. Maybe there would be a monkey. Like it would make sense. <laughs> But for me, it was the idea that uh, we select, yeah, very picky select, like very eclectically That's all the things that be. we like yes. to do that are traditional that are not a traditional, mm. and also things that mean to Yagoba something. So mm. fans are a very Spanish thing. Mm. You go to Spain, everyone has a fan. Right. It's hot. It didn't oh, make sense I for people know. not to have fans, okay. right? So yeah. that there was all these things that we thought about a lot mm-hmm. and that were important for us and that somehow signified something for us and we wanted to have mm-hmm. in the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then they just appeared, and that's the selectively traditional, right. non-traditional right. wedding, like whatever the fuck you want. Because and both of I you think, had fun. Yes, we had it. Like, a, like you had fun. Yeah, I, I had thought fun. that I would be very stressed, mm-hmm. but on the wedding day, I was not stressed at all, not no, for a yeah. single second. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's I just true. enjoyed myself. Because then it's like you know, if it's done, it's done. Yeah, if it's not done. It's not done. Mm-hmm. I'm married regardless. Like yeah. everyone can fuck themselves. That's, that's so true. <laughs> but so, no, it was so, but it was still mm-hmm. so like you guys, like you could tell this is Lauren mm-hmm. Yagoba's wedding. I'm at, like I'm no one, I'm at nobody else's wedding. Like mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm yeah. not like, I'm not at your wedding. I'm not at my wedding. Oh, I'm at not. their wedding. Like <laughs> it was so just, even outside, you could take all the names off and I would still know whose wedding I was at. And this is the only one that you'll get, so... Mm, I'm still holding out for my Bengali wedding. Never. 
a million years. I'm never. sure I would come to a wedding mm-hmm. yeah. of yes. yours. But at it would some never point. so for me, yes. I think I think you wanted it because because in your fa- immediate family there wasn't something this like pressure, this. Yes. Like nobody was doing these traditions mm-hmm. and everything. In India, it's the opposite. Mm-hmm. And you have this pressure of doing all the all of it. And like I said, like, I really like the traditions because they had nothing, at least whatever I saw, nothing immediately like patriarchal or problematic. In India, it's all about that. It is like about the father giving away the daughter. That is still and like mm-hmm. giving like there's like this thing that you give away rice to signify that the woman. No, that oh. the parents have given um, their daughter fed to their daughter throughout their lives and mm-hmm. she's giving that back uh, away oh, yeah, so it. that she can now go to her husband's and get their rice. <laughs> Listen, rice so is good. Ridiculous. I get it. Pragya, but it's also because I'm not going to tell you that all wedding traditions in Cyprus are not Probably. patriarchal because they yeah. are. Probably. It's just yeah. we, we just chose yeah. what we wanted and we did it the way that we wanted. So and I think that's not a bad thing to do with culture and with Absolutely customs not. and with it traditions. So nice. Because yeah. the times change. We don't have to mm-hmm. keep everything 100% as it was because mm-hmm. that's just doing something that belongs to a different age and doing mm-hmm. it now just because we have to do it. But right. for me, taking these things and bringing them to the today and doing them like it feels for you best or like it feels meaningful for yes. you mm-hmm. so they continue to mean something for you and then... And it was a peek yeah. into what Cyprus... What a wedding would be. La- wedding or life. So I would like, like you to go to another things. Cypriot wedding and then your mind will be blown. Yeah, you would be like, what is <laughs> this? This was so my first this. Christian wedding. So. <laughs> yeah, no, don't, do not compare that with any other Christian wedding that you will ever go to. Oh because first of all, weddings in Cyprus are really different. Right, yeah. I mean, Eastern Orthodox weddings are different than yeah. Catholic weddings, like mm. very different. Mm-mm. So we did the Alamada in both houses. So mm-hmm. first it was in my place and then everyone went to Yagoba's place. Mm-hmm. Not everyone, but mostly everyone. Mm-hmm. That's yes. also not common usually. Mm-hmm. So the one family stays in the one house and the other family is in the other house. Right. It doesn't, ha- it doesn't like some people will go from one house to the other, but it's not common. And then we did something that normally doesn't happen in Cyprus. So normally the groom will go to the church mm-hmm. with all the invited guests and then the bride will come to the church a bit later. Mm-hmm. And there, outside of the church, the the bride's parents will walk her to the groom. And the groom will give her uh, the the bouquet, the, the flower bouquet. Mm-hmm. And then they will walk together inside in the church. Right. So instead of doing that, we did it outside of the house that Yagoba Salamada were at. Mm-hmm. Because it was really close to the church. So and the musicians were right there. So basically, I came there, I got out of the car, and we met there. He gave me the bouquet there, and then we all walked together to the church, mm-hmm. which was also something that we really wanted to do. We wanted to have this thing that we walk together to the church with our mothers and our family thing. and all of our friends, and everything is colorful, and the, the musicians best. are playing. It was so good. It was, this, it was like a street party. Like, was, everyone is just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. In that, and I didn't realize how close the church was. No, it was really close. It was like, very, she yeah. took like three steps yeah. at the church. Yeah. Like, it's my planning like, capabilities to yes. find an Airbnb and a church that are next to each other. I don't know how you did that. And the Airbnb 
was so nice. It was so. It beautiful. was. I, I was. It was slightly so jealous that I was not doing my alamata <laughs> there. To be completely honest with but you, yours was a bit bigger. I think. Was yeah, it? maybe. Yes, I think the layout was different. Yeah, because Hers was it, like a house. Yeah, it's no. I mean, like in terms of the numbers. His was of like a museum. Like I felt like. Mm-hmm. there were like things in that house but I love the way like, like you guys decorated the houses as well like how like especially in Yogobas one mm-hmm. there were like all the pictures of oh, his yeah. family yes. and yeah. him yeah. and mm-hmm. nice. yeah. like that was because mm-hmm. I just thought those were random people <laughs> at first I didn't know that like it was <laughs> I thought it just came with the Airbnb and did you I... go to the toilet of the Airbnb no. oh, it was so Airbnb. beautiful it was very strange yeah. and I was like <laughs> where am I <laughs> in a museum it, it was it was like a museum but that is basically so uh, the architecture of that house mm-hmm. and I mean not all of those things but some like most of those things is how a traditional Cypriot house would be like a townhouse okay. mm. that's the normal way so it looks from outside that there is a wall so it's just house but then you don't actually enter inside the house mm. you open mm. a door and then you enter to this an internal courtyard yes. and the house is around the courtyard which happens because uh, of also ventilation and sun so you have somewhere shaded to be inside in the summer and so your house has ventilation but also because also due to Ottoman rule but also before that you weren't supposed to see the women especially during oh. Ottoman times that from outside sense. the house it's a level of privacy right yeah. mm-hmm. so you weren't supposed to see the women outside of the house mm-hmm. but also because cyprus always had some uh, colonial power or some invaders that were looking does. after us so yes it still does <laughs> privacy is really important in mm-hmm. cyprus mm-hmm. so all houses are never outside facing right so the, you have this wall that is outside in in, in the town centers and then everything is on the inside because you don't want them to see what you are doing you couldn't be in the road after six because there was a curfew so the inside of the house is very important and this kind of internal courtyards were gathering spaces that were very important for communities so that's why all the houses are like that and even the place that the the wedding took like later in the reception it's also like a house of a very rich person. Oh, is it? <laughs> because it had the same courtyard, yeah. right? And the same layout as the other house that oh. you were before. But it's like a massive house. It was someone that had probably there was like generations of families okay. and they had servants and stuff like okay. that, right? Okay. But it's exactly the same layout yes. and structure as the house that mm. you were before. That was so beautiful too. Like yeah. the reception place was just like... It was like a... It was like a... There, there was a theme. It was a way and like they see. decorated it as well. Yeah. Like, you know, like the things you guys, you guys put effort into very meticulous things yeah. that I would never think about, yeah. you know? Yeah. That's why I think I like the wedding. Yeah. Because I was like, why would you think about this? Yeah. No one will think <laughs> because, about this apart from Laura. Yeah, that's me. That's my <laughs> brain, you know? But can we, can we also address the elephant yes. in the room? What? Which is, what, why did you do it in the middle of the PhD? Oh, I yeah. got engaged. I know. Yeah. And then I was yeah. I had to get married. not I had to get married, but I mm. got engaged, so I was gonna get married, right? Yeah. Mm. And I was like, if I don't do this mm-hmm. before my field work, mm-hmm. I don't want to go to field work <laughs> and have to plan a wedding and then after field work go get married because it's too stressful. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that all of you guys at some point will disappear to different mm-hmm. places to do field work. I don't know where everyone will be. And I was just like, Okay, I got engaged. Right. I thought that time frame in my head and I was like, it makes sense that I do my confirmation review 
like in the start of summer or in the end of, of spring or whatever, mm-hmm. and then get married and then come back to get into my field work. So that was the plan. And it was actually kind of a miracle that we managed to do it mm. because it's really hard to find like a church and a venue available <laughs> and plan everything like in 10 months. Is that why you didn't do it after the PhD as well? Like everyone would I mean, go and like... Or is it just so I don't far? Know. It's so far. Like, you never know. Like, I feel like if we left it that far, mm-hmm. it would in the end never happen as we wanted it to happen. Right. Because you just keep like, ah, now I'm doing my PhD and then I need to submit and do my Viva and then right. I'm doing that and then I'm starting a postdoc or I'm moving and then when the hell do you do it? So right. it was either, like, I'm just like, also no, if I, I had to that. think about this for more than a year, I would like die. <laughs> Uh, like it would be imagine how planned it would be <laughs> if I had like three years to plan it <laughs> oh my god I just meant like to not think about it and then stop planning no that's not how my brain works okay. <laughs> I, I recently I know why f- Jacoba uh, wanted to get married because the other day he was like I don't like to be engaged I just want to get married no that's like, just something was, that, that we like, were yeah. discussing and we were like you, yeah this thing that you get engaged and you're engaged for four years yeah. I don't think it would yeah. work for us because we've been yeah. together for eight years already yeah. so it was a right. bit like I why? don't know why get married. Right. I feel the same about people who get engaged and yeah. just stay engaged yeah. Yeah. Like, because why? to me like engaged is like it's like being in the waiting room of the doctor's appointment mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like first you were not at the doctor's appointment yes. sorry friends whoever whoever is engaged <laughs> no like unless obviously friends. there's extenuating circumstances <laughs> like <laughs> no but like why would I sit in a waiting room for so long mm-hmm. I would mm-hmm. rather just be your girlfriend Mm-hmm. Or be your wife, your wife. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. but not like fiance is a buffer zone. Yeah. I, I think also yeah. Jacoba waited to propose to me mm-hmm. for a moment that he knew that we would be able to get married. Right. Like both we have some form of stability mm-hmm. or we're mm-hmm. not like completely paycheck to paycheck. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he yeah. knew that it was a moment that it was right and then yeah. he did it. That's why he did it then. He didn't do it two years mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, because it then wouldn't make sense to get married. Mm-hmm. It would be completely stupid to get married like mm-hmm. two years ago. And it was very beautiful the way he proposed you and where he proposed you. It was... Mm-hmm. Whoa! It was very beautiful. No, it was very nice, but it, it was nothing like... It was in Budapest. <laughs> yeah, we went on holidays. Yes. And we were on one of those boat trips okay. in the river. I am the person yes. who appreciates that. I don't like proposals which are like... No, no. Public. No, oh no, my God. no, no. I would you say that me, it gives that's me the ache. What? Why? There was no one there. There was nobody. Oh, really? It was just like... Well, it was the two of us. Right. On a boat or a No, something? there was more people on the boat, but where we were in the boat at yeah. that moment, there was no one. Yeah. Oh, he was okay, just waiting fine. for people to disappear. And there was yeah. this massive group of Spanish, like, 20-year-olds that oh. were screaming, and oh he was like, God. I want them to leave. And then they left for five minutes, and then he proposed. And then this oh. random guy came, and I was crying. Oh. I was like, can you please take a photo of us? And this guy was like, I don't know what is happening. And he took three very bad photos. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh my god! And that's that's all we well, had from yeah, there. Was... No, but it was really sweet, and it mm-hmm. was the right way. It made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then yeah, we were just like yeah, we're doing this now or not at all. Mm-hmm. I don't know, not not at all. But it was just it was just the right moment. Yeah, and I cannot uh, stop thinking about things. Mm-hmm. So it's how my brain works. I think about five things at the same. Not five, like at least five things at the mm-hmm. same time all the time. Mm-hmm. And if something doesn't close and like. Yeah. go out of the way I don't stop thinking about it so I would just get way too stressed if it was later yeah, yeah. and oh I forgot what I was going to say 
Don't look at me. <laughs> okay. I'm looking on the floor. What has changed? Nothing. Okay. Like, people keep asking me that. You've gotten poorer. Don't say nothing. Uh, no. You've gotten poorer. I actually <laughs> haven't gotten weddings poorer. Weddings are so expensive. Because of how weddings work in Cyprus. Yeah. So, usually, our wedding was a very small wedding for mm-hmm. Cyprus standards. Mm-hmm. So, our wedding had around 85 I people. It because it was that. And yeah. usually, weddings in Cyprus have... Anywhere from 300, I would say that's a normal wedding, Mm -hmm. to 2,000 people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the usual thing is around 400, I would say, is a normal number for a normal wedding Mm -hmm. in in the city. If you go to a village, they are like 1,000 or 2,000 people, right? And from the start, we were like, we cannot do that for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Most important reason is that uh, Jacoba's family is in Spain, and we knew that a lot of people wouldn't be able to come. Mm -hmm. So it would be very stupid if there was like 10 people from Yaoba's side and 300 from my side. Yeah. <laughs> it, it just, it would be... How would they fit in the, in the granddad's house? They wouldn't. They wouldn't come. Nobody the, came in No, the they wouldn't house. come. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Only very, your very close family and friends would right. come to that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the start, it also wasn't us because I wanted it to be like a party and, to, and a dinner that I can go and talk with everyone. Yeah. Mm. and have a chat and dance with everyone and because when you have 300 people it's like with you can you t- with who can you talk and with mm-hmm. who ca- you can't oh talk God, so and so many people came from from other countries and i wanted even on the wedding day to ha- have some meaningful time with everyone that yeah. was there and that it was wouldn't be possible for either of us to do that mm. if there was more people in the wedding it already was like a lot of people so uh, so yeah, we said it would be a smaller wedding. That's why also we found somewhere in the old city because if not, there wouldn't. It, there is not venues that fit that many people mm. anywhere around. So that made sense. But yeah, usually in Cyprus, uh, people bring you money for your wedding gift. Mm. So you. Oh my god! Oh, keep going. It's four ten. So you you basically pay for your wedding from the gifts that they give you. Okay. But also most weddings, because they are bigger mm-hmm. and how it happens when you're scaling things up, you don't only pay for your wedding, but if you have a bigger wedding, you also have money left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. usually what happens is that a lot of people do these massive weddings mm-hmm. and then they are able to have a down payment for a house wow. or what? like buy a car or it's start like their a, life. It's yes, it's like an like investment. investment scheme. Yes, oh it is God. an maybe investment scheme. Maybe now I will scheme. get married. Right, married. Not yes. in India, but maybe in Cyprus. Yeah. But why? Doesn't it happen? Gift? Don't you give gifts in India? Yeah, but they give you like They They don't like, give you money. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So that's why, and and one of these traditions that is not happening anymore that mm-hmm. often, only if you go to very specific weddings, mm-hmm. is that usually what happened, the first dance of the couple, mm-hmm. instead of just dancing, you dance and people would take their money, like mm-hmm. the bills, mm-hmm. no, not oh, throw no. them, they clip them oh, and they hang them the... on you. They do oh. that in Greece, no? I think they do it in Turkey. It's like a regional thing, right? And in Nigeria, they do. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm sure they do it in many different places. So then in the end, you just end up um, dancing with a... Money. In a, in a dress of uh, money, yes. Wow. Okay. I love that. Yeah, yeah, but we didn't do that. Oh, <laughs> I wish you did. <laughs> no, come on. Both but yeah, it, it was not about the money, but I think we kind of came even in the end. Okay, that's like, really cool. m- more or less. Not completely, but more or less. So it's not, that's it it makes sense, I think. I don't know. And I know that in the West and in America, it's 
not not seen as very nice to give someone money in the wedding. Really? really? Yeah, I think they are like you give a gift it's not nice to ask for money because you're making this party for Probably everyone so it's not right to ask for money because you are paying for it and whatever it's like your wedding but you don't ask for money anyway like yeah a person just chooses what they want to give you yes and I'm, if it's money it's money but if it's not it's not no but there must be some sort of stigma do you know what I mean well, yeah there's some sort of stigma for money any, but it's a stigma to like like in the UK it's a stigma to it's ask like very for shallow. a gift to ask for direct money. But it's a stigma money. to ask for a gift. Unless you're in the US. The US, they actually have a registry list. Yes. So they will say, this is all the stuff I want. Mm. But in the UK, if you say, like, these are the gifts I want, people will be like, who the fuck do you think you True. are? Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be ashamed. Like, if I'm thinking about myself. I, yeah, yeah, I know. Because it's weird. Yeah. Like, you just get... Unless there's a custom... Yeah. yeah, in Cyprus, because it's a custom, it's just normal yeah, people yeah, will come yeah. and they will give you a gift, right? Yeah. And it's also quite funny because there is like unwritten rules mm-hmm. of how much money each person will give Ooh. you. And we were like, I was telling Yaroba before because I could calculate in my head. Oh my God. Like uh, about how much money we would get from the Cypriot people <laughs> that are like under this custom, like right. whatever, that work in that way. And he was like, no, I don't think that this will actually be the case. And then we were like, when we were opening the folders <laughs> after the wedding, he was like, yeah, you were right. Like there is this unwritten mm-hmm. rule of like, okay, you are like in your 40s or whatever mm-hmm. and you have a good job mm-hmm. oh. and you are a relative or you're not a relative. There is a different scale of money yeah. or you're just a student or you're 25 year old, you're in your work and yeah. you're the bride's best friend. There is right. one sort of money or you're just a friend that came mm-hmm. to the wedding. There is another amount of money mm-hmm. and no one says this, but because everyone goes to weddings and everyone gives mm-hmm. money in the wedding, mm-hmm. it just kind of goes down from... Right. generation to generation okay. so there is kind of like a system of how much money you would give to a wedding okay. and if you see like if you put down all of my friends that came mm-hmm. to the wedding that were not my my best friend like mm-hmm. my maid of honor they all gave the same amount of money mm-hmm. like wow. each one of them mm-hmm. and my two like my maid of honor and my groom of honor however you want to call mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't talk. They didn't talk to each other. They gave me the same amount of oh, money, yeah. right? Oh, I just thought they don't talk to each other. No, no. I mean, they didn't come. Like right. they didn't yes. plan it, but yeah, yeah. somehow they gave me exactly the same okay. amount of money. Okay. So there is like a system mm. behind it. So it's not seen as weird. And so is it like cold hard cash? Or is it like yes. A check? Okay. Some people gave me checks. Like or... one aunt just came and gave me the check without a folder. Oh. And I was like, um, why am I just what? holding a fucking check? Yeah, yeah, that was a bit rude. So like I was, was like, was... <laughs> I mean, I'll take no, it, but like, why? Like... But most people will give you like cash, but some people mm-hmm. will give you a check. Okay. Yeah. We need to wrap this up. This is such a weird episode. We just I know. Talk. But it's a life update. Yeah. It yeah. Is. It's like we are back and we're a bit like Yeah, and we'll go back to usual PhD programming. <laughs> yes, from the next episode. We yeah. already have that planned. Um we do. But thank you everyone for attending. Attending the know. wedding somehow. The wedding. the wedding, the post wedding, and the post wedding uh, podcast. Yeah. So if you have any questions, I can answer them, and we mm-hmm. should post some photos. Oh, we should post yeah, we will photos. post them on the Instagram. So hopefully they're there while yeah. we were talking, mm-hmm. and so you could have. Whatever, we'll see what happens. Oh, yeah, we'll we see how we something today. It's fine. It's fine. Don't um, worry about it. But yeah, bye. Yeah, it was magical. Thank you for coming. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, it was very nice to have you there, both of you so and fun. all of you in general. Oh, 
Okay. Yeah, and bye. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Bye, yeah. everyone. Bye. Love bye. You.